Hello and welcome to a fresh episode of Recipes for Greatness. I trust that you've had a week full of impact and full of grace. But regardless of what stories you may have from the past week, know that God's best is always in the future and not in the past. So gather around, gather your friends, gather your family and be prepared to receive a word from God that will turn your life around. I'll see you after the broadcast. not enough to believe, you need to belong. Our starting point is believing, but believing is not an end in itself. We have many people today, like I said, who say, I believe in my heart. I believe, you know, uh, I, no, no, nobody needs a church to go to heaven. You just need to believe. You are right to some extent. Believing is not enough. It's not an end in itself. It means to an end. God is not raising uh, orphanages. He's constructing a family. Yeah. And the, the, the church is not an eatery where you just show up and say, give me rice. And we serve you the rice there. The taste is not so good. You know the way some people judge our messages? There's no salt in that message. <laughs> say that church, say, have you heard people talk about church before? They will analyze all the church on this island, for instance, say that one, and they just have that. That one, the, the music is not good. This one, ah. The message does not have salt and uh, season. Uh, this one, you know, the, like as if they're talking about an itchy. There's a place that God wants to plant you where he wants you to blossom and contribute vitally to the kingdom of God so that the church can walk the way it's supposed to walk. In Christianity also, God's original intention is that you and I will be planted in churches where we will be nourished, we will be resourced, and we will be brought up. And we will not be rogue believers, like area boy believers. That's what we call, I mean, people who are not, who are not brought up in homes, most be, eventually get on the street and they become area boys. Am I saying the truth? And there are many believers today, they are rogue believers. Yeah. The making of a rogue believer is lack of accountability. Yeah. And lack of accountability is encouraged when people don't have a sense of belonging. They just believe only. They don't belong. Lack of accountability is encouraged with lack of sense of belonging. Most people in the normal world who behave badly. When I was growing up, they would ask you, where are you from? Who, who are your parents? When they see you misbehave. How come in Christianity we don't talk like that? You see somebody who says, I'm a believer. And I've impregnated three people. So you ask, who is your father? Who brought you up? Yeah. Where did they bring you up? Obviously, you don't have a family. Yeah. You don't have a family. You see somebody who is a government official who has an embezzled and is still saying, I'm a Christian. You should be able to ask, who, who brought you up? Where are you from? Yeah. This is not kingdom. This is not, this is not how we do it. Are you still with me today? Yeah. But when we celebrate people just believing without belonging, we can ask that question. Yeah. When we participate in wrong narratives about the church, we can ask that question. Glory be to Jesus. So it's not enough to believe, we need to belong. The Bible says in James chapter 2 uh, and, and verse 19, it says, even demons believe and they tremble. <laughs> 
Say you believe that there's one God, you do well. Even demons believe and tremble. So when you believe only, you are just colleagues. I won't say more than that. Because what you have done, even demons can do it. Yeah. The only thing is that they don't belong. They don't belong. And they don't do the works of what they believe. They believe in God, but they do wickedness. That's why they're demons. I hope you understand what I'm saying. That's what the scripture says there. So next time your friend is celebrating belief, tell the person, add works to your faith. It's not enough to believe. You have to belong. You have to, and you cannot give the excuse that uh, pastors are like this. Last Sunday I told you, your faith should not be built on man. It's on Christ. And you should pray and understand. You know, I know most of us here have prayed and have this understanding that you are planted in this church. But because this message is going everywhere, that's why I'm saying this. That people need to pray to understand where God is planting them. And stay there. You know that there's a difference between human beings and trees. Human beings frustrate God a lot. When a tree is planted somewhere, they grow root there, they stay there. Yeah, until somebody comes to uproot them, they will stay there. But human beings, you leave them here because of the power of mobility. <laughs> Just move. Yeah. Even the things that they didn't call us into, we go there. <laughs> and when God is looking for you where he planted you, he won't find you there. Are you still with me? It's very important. So God wants to build a family. That's why he's calling us to belong. Belong. And there's a place for you. There's a place that he wants you to identify with so that he can build you up there as a member of his family. The early church was a place where people could find family. When you look at Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 4, you will read about the, the history or the story of the early church. I'm just going to read one. Just, just to, to explain something to you this morning. Acts chapter 2, when you read from verse 4, 41 to 47. Acts 2, 41 to 47. You, you, you see what I'm talking about. It, it, it said, Then those who gladly receive his word, that's the word that Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, the first church started from there, those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day 3,000 souls were added, added to them. Look at verse 42. And then they continued steadfastly in apostles' doctrine, and fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in prayers. The Bible says, Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Verse 44. Now all who believed, all who believed were what? Yeah. All who believed were what? Yeah. You see what I'm talking about? They didn't believe in their heart only. Yeah. Said they were together. They had the right perspective to belonging. All who believed were together and had all things in common. And they sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. The Bible says in verse 46, it says, So they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread also from house to house. It's a family. And they ate their food with gladness of heart and simplicity of heart. Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily those who have been saved. This is how the church started from. Yeah, this is how the church started from. And there's a law of the first mention. If you want to know the purpose of a thing, look at the first place that it occurred. This is the first place that the church occurred, but a place was, I mean, 
church was mentioned in the New Testament. It started big and it started with influence. And anything that is big, we always rattle our world today and rattle authority. But they, they started big. From first day, 3,000 people, they knew that something had started in town. That's why they went after the apostles. Yeah, they went after them. Though it was big, they put a structure in place for people to break bread from house to house to have things in common. Yeah, there were always the commonalities. Age bracket, you know, status bracket, different things. There were always commonalities. People complain about big churches. People are lost in big churches. There are small churches where people are lost also. Yeah. It is the operating system of the early church that we all need to imbibe, big or small. Is it a family? Because if it's not a family, it's not a family. It's not about size. Yeah, you work in an office where there are only eight of you, and it's still dog eat dog. Is it about smallness? Or about orientation and attitude and mentality? Are you still with me today? Yeah. Because when you put the right system in place to engender certain things, saying that church is a family, you understand that it's a place of growth where you're supposed to be developed. Are you getting nourishment in the church to develop? That's what the church is all about. The way they organized the early church, they made sure that though it was big, people could still be connected together. Yeah. The church, the early church, was a place of growth. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 2, the Bible says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the world that you may grow. Yeah. When you belong, then you start to get your growth and nourishment. You don't just eat from everywhere. Because the way some people who say, I don't want to belong, they eat anything. They eat from the garbage dump. They eat, you know. Yeah. You should have your primary, every child has a family where they eat primarily. It doesn't stop you from eating outside, but you eat in your family. Because in your family, they are more focused on your diet. This one that you say you don't want to belong, you just eat online. You will soon eat dog food. Yeah. Because not everybody that preach online is preaching the word. Yeah. Just eat anywhere. Eat in traffic. Eat everywhere. That's how some people want to run their own Christianity. You don't have the place where there's a focus on your diet. When I was growing up, my mom would not allow me to just eat anything. She will say, I want you to eat balanced diet. That's why we run, we teach in series. We organize things. We organize events, different things that are tailor-made for us. Sometimes we realize that more people come from outside to embrace those things than church members. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, uh, what do we call it? Two, two, uh, that's uh, the familiarity word. What? what? Yes, a word we use for familiarity in this part of See, finish. Uh -huh. That's what I wanted to yeah. That's what I've been looking for. God bless you. See, see, finish. Yeah. So we announce program now. You just find one excuse here. Yeah, you won't come. See, finish. Yeah. Isn't it Pastor Goma? I listened to him last Sunday. Yeah. No comment. Yeah. Then you get more people coming from outside and they're giving testimonies. Yeah. How, when are you going to say, how awesome is this place? Like Jacob said. When are you going to make up your mind to embrace the power that God has invested in the local church and make it work for you and stay in one place and believe in the place where God has planted you 
and embrace all the resources available there because God put it there for you. All this touch and go, eat and run kind of thing. You cannot embrace God's power like that. The church was configured to be a family and it's still a family. It's a place of love and care. The church is not just a soup kitchen. It's a family that gives a sense of connection and identity. That's what we're supposed to get from the church. A sense of connection, a sense of identity. So don't choose to be an orphan in a church when you can be a part of a family. Because many, too many people, even here in this church, have chosen to be orphans in this church rather than be a part of the family. When you choose to be an orphan in the church, you're not very different from somebody who believes but does not belong. Yeah. Because sometimes the fact that you show up does not mean that you belong. Because we need to reconfigure our mind about belonging. Yeah. When you belong, you want to be able to say a prayer like this. Lord, whatever you want to do in our world today, don't do it without me. Whatever you are doing through my church, don't do it without me. Glory be to Jesus. It's very important that all of us have that, that, that kind of mind. Yeah. So the church is big enough to house you and small enough to love you. Big enough to house you, small enough to love you. That's why we created you know, small groups around geography, around um, uh, um, a special interest and different things. And there's nothing that will say. Some people just believe that it's not meant for them. What is meant for you? That's the big question. Because in your family, you must connect with something. We know not everything is meant for you, but there are things that are meant for you to connect vitally with your family. With your family. Because you must believe in the place that God has planted you. So you will not find a perfect church. I must say that. You, you will not find a perfect church, but as a place where you can be blessed and can be a blessing. That's a summary. You won't find a perfect church because there are no perfect people anywhere, but there's a place where you can be blessed and where you can be a blessing. From the days of Samuel, there has been sons of Eli who will misbehave in the house of God. But that will not stop God from doing what he wants to do. And if you use that as an excuse for not allowing God to use you where he has planted you, you are shortchanging yourself. And we all have to reformat our mindset about the church. I told the story in the last service of a uh, uh, family relocating into another part of, 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 of the world. And the, the, the story was told that they got into the gate of the city. This was pictured in the holding days where people just travel on, on the road. And they met an, an old man, supposed to be a man of wisdom, at the gate of the city. They said, what kind of people live in this city? And the man looked at them and said, what kind of people live where you're coming from? And they said they're very wicked people. They're not nice. And the man looked at them. Those kind of people are the people who live here too. And they sidestepped the city and moved on. Another set of people came. They asked the man the same question. What kind of people live in this city? The man said, what kind of people live where you're coming from? They said they're nice. They're good people. Caring people. He said, those kind of people are the people who live here too. And they moved into the city. The moral of the story is that what you are looking for is what you find. Yeah. What you are looking for is what you find. When you walk into a church and all that is your mind is that there are a bunch of hypocrites, you're going to find hypocrites there. Plenty of them. That's what you find. Yeah. If you walk into a church and you feel like all pastors are thieves, you will probably walk into the hand of a thief pastor very soon. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when you believe in spiritual authority, you believe that people can do right. You believe that people are not perfect, but their heart is seeking God. You believe that God still has his remnant in our world today. Then you won't believe the noise out there. You would want to put your, you know, your best foot forward, do your part in the house of God. It will be easy for you to forgive people and overlook their errors and focus on why we are together. Bible says, looking unto Jesus, said, see that you run the race that is set before you. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Not looking to a pastor or a church leader. To Jesus. The best of men are fallible. Are you still with me today? Yeah. But to Jesus, to Jesus, that your faith may not rest on the wisdom of man, but on the power of God. On the power of God. That's where you develop the courage to want to belong. Church is a resourcing institution where God wants to resource us. That's why the Bible says he has placed there, verse 28 of 1 Corinthians 12 that I read earlier on, apostles, pastors, prophets, teachers, administrators, people who helps ministry and all that for the resourcing of the saints. That's God's original intention. It's a resourcing place. It's a place of truth. It's a place of truth. The Bible calls it the ground and the pillar of truth. 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15. There's nothing the world is going to do today to steal the truth from the church. They may try, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. The church is the ground and the pillar of truth. And God, lastly, wants you to be, be, uh, become. Believing, belonging, should terminate in becoming. As many as receive him, to them he gave the power to become. Who you are becoming is more important than what you have. You can have plenty of money and you are becoming a wicked soul. Yeah. And a wicked soul will end in hell. I didn't write it. The Bible said so. Yeah. Who you are becoming is more important than what you have. It's more important than your status. You must always focus on who you are becoming. You can, in your bid to get married, become a deceitful person. God wants you to be married, but he wants you to watch who you are becoming. Who you are becoming. Yeah. And it's when we believe, we belong, then we come under accountability. We belong to a family. We derive our self-esteem, and sorry, our sense of belonging from there that we can manage how we become or what we become. So believing should lead to belonging and belonging should lead to becoming. And as we engage the process of becoming, we become more like him. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. We all with unveiled faces, beholding us in a glass, the glory of God, we are changed, we are transformed from one level of glory to another. Can you ever tap your neighbor and tell them it's time to become like Christ? Tap somebody else and tell them it's time to become like Christ. Glory be to Jesus. Lastly today, God wants you to be planted. He wants you to be planted. God wants you to be planted. God wants you to be planted. There's power in the local church to help you to become all that God has in mind for you to be. But he wants you to be planted. Psalm 92 and verse 13, 14 and 15, those who are planted in the house of God. Psalm 92 and verse 13, those who are planted in the house of God shall flourish in the courts of our God. 
Bible says they will still bear fruit in old age because they are planted. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright, is my rock, and there's no unrighteousness in him. Yeah. So what are the actions that I expect from some of us here today? To ask questions about how you can become a vital part of this church where God has planted you. If you don't have a sense of planting here, to go and pray more. So that as we go to the end of this year, to a new year, you will not continue to facilitate. Yeah. You will not continue to treat church like an eatery. Go and pray. And allow God to help you to sort it out so you to know where you are planted. So that you can be a vital part of it. Yeah. You can be a vital part of where God is planting you. It's time to ask questions about membership class. How can I join membership? How can I become a vital part of this church? How can I, what can I do? Notwithstanding how small, to contribute my part into what God is doing here. How can I be blessed here and be a blessing at the same time? Yeah. How can I be a part of a small group? Whether geography-based, small group, location-based, interest-based, whatever kind of small group. How can I be a part of that? How can I engage the resources in this church more? Some people have been in this church for maybe almost since inception. And I think I've written like seven or eight books. Some of them have been given out free sometimes. You have not read one. Yeah, not one. And yet you call me your pastor. I don't need your money. So I'm not saying it because of the money of the book. Is that how you interact with the spirit of God upon the life of a man is through the things that God is bringing out through him. Jesus said, the word that I speak to you, they are spirit and life. Living Bible Translation said, they are from my spirit to your spirit to give you life. Glory be to Jesus. Yeah. We have so many messages. You go on YouTube and be watching all kinds of things. And then you say, ah, there's no, there's, you know, I went to church last Sunday. I really cannot pick what they're saying. You know, I need something else. This season of my life. There's no season of your life that we have not preached about. Go to the archives. Yeah. Go to the archives. Go on YouTube. Go and get, get the CDs. Get the books. Sometimes we are speaking to young people. I mean, young people in the faith. So we are dishing out milk. Some of that time is meat. Whatever we dish out. Uh, pick the one you need now. Go back to the archive and pick more. Welcome back. I trust that you heard specific words tailor-made to your situation. You know, God is a God of love and a God of specifics. And I know that he has addressed something in your life this week. Perhaps you heard something in the message that just touched your heart or perhaps reminded you again how far you feel from God. I can assure you that God wants to reach out to you today. And just in case you've never had that opportunity to say this prayer, I invite you to say this prayer with me. Say, Dear God, I come to you today because I recognize that I need your help. I ask you to forgive my sins. I ask you, Lord, to give me a new lease of life. I confess that I'm a sinner and I need you. Thank you for hearing my prayer, Lord, and thank you for receiving me as a child of God. 
I ask you to help me live a life that is worthy of you and that brings you honor and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you said that prayer with me, allow me to say welcome to God's family. Now, I encourage you to keep on growing. Please find a Bible-believing church where you can be planted and where you can grow as a child of God. Just in case you're in the city of Lagos, we invite you to join any of our services here at the Elevation Church. Our addresses are now being displayed on the screen. And that's it for this broadcast. Thank you again for tuning in and until our next episode of Recipes for Greatness, keep shining, keep manifesting the goodness of God and see you on the greatness side. God bless you. I need a place I can elevate my soul Where my mind and spirit can be whole Where the truth is real and greatness